Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah, joined by everyone. Yeah, Jonah! Hey! We got Benny, here. Steve, Steve, and Brad. The whole crew's here. Who'd you call Steve? It's okay. Cool? I don't get offended. Cool. I don't care. I call, I call cool. him Steve because I feel like it's too confusing if I say call you guys they, both people Steven. People can hear the PH and the V. Yeah? <laughs> okay. I think one of you needs a nickname, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, Who will take on Flounder? <laughs> <laughs> None? Neither? Isn't that from Animal House? That is from Animal House. It is. Pinto. Why? Why not? <laughs> uh, so what's going on, Joe? Yeah. Uh, what's We're going on with me? We're about to listen to a podcast. We're about now. to listen to a podcast. This is a podcast we taped a little while ago. With Are you driving? Watch out. If you're driving, pay attention to the road. Uh, <laughs> Ten and two. If you're jogging, that's fucked up. And don't listen to us if you're riding a bike. I, I, was, um, I was in a car ride in uh, Ecuador, and the guy had... A TV in the middle console <laughs> where we were watching like skate videos and stuff. And I was like, this is crazy, man. I've never seen this. He's like, yeah, you can't like, they don't have this anymore. Or this is not legal in the States. Like you can't just have a TV. It's like so distracting. <laughs> Dude, I was driving down the highway one time and there was a woman with a fucking TV in the seat next to her driving <laughs> and looking at it. And I fucking lost my shit. I fucking rolled down the window and started screaming at her, man. Really? <laughs> so pissed. You didn't like say? what she was watching that much? So You're disrupting pissed. my pro. <laughs> Be quiet. Is that what she said? What These, are she? My stories. <laughs> These are my stories. <laughs> it was infuriating. Yeah. She didn't even look up. That was even worse. I thought, should I run her off the fucking road? <laughs> and then you're like, no, I can just wait 15 years and everyone will be staring at TVs everywhere they <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. And it will drive me even crazier. I constantly walking down the street. I'm like, heads up. Yeah. Oh, heads yeah. up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Dude. Oh, oh. I looked. I looked at a phone mount for, for my bicycle. And then I started thinking, what am I doing? Well, <laughs> if you're using it to like track stuff, though, like your mileage and speed, and Dude, I'm using it to, I'm I'm using using it to it take so videos I... of my sick tricks that I'm always doing. <laughs> Have you guys seen Steve's, Steven's uh, BMX tricks? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Are you going to BMX? Shred no. the gnar, bro. <laughs> wow. Um, Constantly. You think I just Kelly think... Goldsworthy drives and texts at the same time? No, never. No, yeah. she seems very responsible. very responsible. Yes, today's guest on the podcast nice is one. Kaylee nice. Goldsworthy. Uh, <laughs> Goldsworthy. Sorry, it's been a long day. Uh, but she's great. Uh, been a friend of mine for a long time. And she is um, a solo artist, has played with a ton of people, did the revival tour, and is now um, in The Mermaid, which is Dave, our friend of the podcast, Dave Hawes' band. Very, very capable band he's playing with. Oh, then Good group. They're playing a show... Wow, Benny, this is very Jersey. Oh, uh, I'm playing this show. Actually, you're about to August mention. 24th, House of Independence with Jared Hart. And I am playing drums for Jared Hart that yeah. day. I will be playing at this show. Yeah. Actually. So if you want to go to the show, you can see Dave, you can see Kaylee, you can see Jared Hart, and you can see Benny. You Benny can. will put all of you on the list. And yeah. I will wear um, a costume. What are you going to wear? Uh, animal, outfit. animal first, and following animal? this, yeah. holy shit, following this—that's uh -huh. a bold vegetarian statement for you, you. Animal first, thank you. They you know will, why? 
Yo, fuck it, Steven. Yeah. (laughs) Following this, uh, (laughs) they'll be going on tour with, it looks like, Tiger Army. Nice. And then with Frank Iero. So... Uh Oh, nice. And they're t- on tour a lot. Yeah. And they're on tour basically till December 2nd. Oh, and just f- bringing a full circle from my last podcast, the last few shows are with Beachling. Nice. Uh, so shout out, nice. in case you didn't hear our last podcast, shout out to Ed from Beachling for donating $4.20 of the podcast. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, Kaylee came And Ren, by. thank you too. Yes. And Ren, <laughs> thank you too for all your donations. Um, and yeah, Kaylee was here visiting, so it worked out great. She used to live here and bartend near me and... She's awesome. So let's listen to this podcast, Going Off Track with Kaylee Goldsworthy. Yeah. And this is like, it's going to be super casual. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. I was like, yeah. did I even ask him what I'm supposed to be like? Yeah, yeah. No, no, don't worry about it. I t- took all these notes and I forgot them all at home. Perfect. But, but yeah. Great. This yeah. is going to be great. But you memorized them. But I memorized them all. Um, so uh, here we are. Here we are. Thanks for coming by. Course, I um, I always associate you with Zablowski's. Yeah, the bar you used to work because uh-huh. I feel like that's where we met, maybe, or like we sort of knew each other. But then I feel like yeah, I think we knew each other from like shows or friends yeah. or something. And then the fact that I worked there didn't hurt our friendship. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was like my like musical Williamsburg pregame spot. Yeah, a lot. It was a lot of people's. Yeah, pregame. <laughs> Pre uh, Music Hall Williamsburg spot. And I actually pre gamed before I played Music Hall Williamsburg last time. Oh, nice. It was a really nice, like, full circle yeah, moment yeah. for me. That's great. Yeah. So you are living in Nashville now? I do. I live in Nashville now. How long have you been there for? Just over a year. I moved in June. Okay. Um, and you were in, where were you before that? I was in, I was living in Orange County, uh, okay. California before that. I was working primarily out of Los Angeles with a band out there. And then Brooklyn before that. Okay. Yeah. And you've been... Do you like Nashville? I do like Nashville. Um, I have kind of like mixed thoughts on it. And it might just be kind of like where I'm at in my life. Yeah. For Nashville too. Because I think a lot of people... Like there's so much that's awesome about that city. Um, And the longer I'm there, the more I appreciate it. But I also think that there's a lot about that city that's like growing at such a rapid rate that it's... It's kind of like New York in a sense where, like, you have to kind of measure your quality of life versus, like, what you're getting out of it. Because it's a very expensive city to live in, but it's not New York and it's not Los Angeles. Right. And, like, you leave Nashville and you are in the south. You know? Like, it's just this tiny little blip. It's such a cool town. But, like, outside of it, there's, there's you know, a lot of cool stuff. But it's not like living in New York or living in Los Angeles where you can kind of go out and travel and see a little bit more. So... It seems like there's so many dudes from bands. That's down the, there that's too. the other thing is yeah. that at first I thought like, all right, well, I'm gonna give this a, a shot because I wasn't touring at the time, and I just decided like I don't want to focus on writing right now. I just want to focus on like getting better and getting better at playing music. And my first instrument is actually violin, so I was like, I'll just move to Nashville and try and just play more. Play some fiddle. Play some fiddle. I'm not a very, I'm not, I'm not a very good fiddle player because I feel like it's something that you kind of like, it's not something you can learn. It's something you're taught. Right. Like, you know, like I feel like yeah. fiddle players, like legit fiddle players are just, you learn like from a family member or a friend right. or a campfire. Music. Exactly. Right. Um, and I feel like being like a classically trained violinist, you can learn it, you can study it, but like you'll never have that like base level understanding of why. It's like going way. to Berkeley to play the blues, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, like you'll technically like understand Mayer, it. Right? I know. Come on, man. This is true. Did John Mayer go to Berkeley? Yeah, dude. But yeah. only drop for out. like a year. Yeah. Berkeley dropout. Yeah. yeah. Most people drop out, right? Isn't people that, that you of... hear of all dropped out. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you Dream Theater didn't drop out. <laughs> They're still going. <laughs> They're still there. They're still there. Um, so what, I know you play like, you play like 95 instruments, is that right? I play, I play a few. Okay. Yeah. What was your, like, what was your... <laughs> what? No, wait a minute, I want to hear this. So what do you feel really proficient on? Because... I honestly think my, my number one, like, would be the violin. And I didn't realize that until much later. Because like, you know, you start playing violin or like a different classical music as a kid and you go up, grow up through elementary school and high school and you're playing an instrument or whatever... And then, like, 
around junior high is when I started getting into punk music and playing in bands. So I immediately transitioned to guitar and just started playing more of that. And then started playing piano because we just had instruments in the house growing up. So I grew up playing primarily violin, guitar, piano, and singing. But now, like, to this day, like, if, you know, like, playing with Chuck every once in a while, he'll throw songs at me. I just don't, like, have a a real, like, I don't, I, I may know the song, but I don't know how to play it. You know, but if you, if I've got my violin with me, it's okay. Like, you know, I can kind of like, that's the instrument that I can improvise and work it out and just like look and see what somebody's doing and be like, okay, I got this. That's like your foundation. That is my, that is my like go-to, that's my rock. And then guitar comes kind of second nature to that. And then piano, I think. So your parents, were they musicians? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. um, That's how they met. My mom auditioned for my dad's band. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of band in? was it? Um, I think I think they were called. She did get in. She, she. I think she was after like the drummer, the bass player, and my dad was the guitar player. I don't know the exact story about this, but she. I, Maybe you don't want to know. Oh, I do. I really do. I really do. I'm sure I'll find out someday. Um, but I, th- I think it was a band called like High Jinks. Okay. And um, I don't. They. My dad writes music, so I know that. It was some original stuff, but they actually had a band together until I was in high school. Like, and they were playing like cover songs and they introduced me to like No Doubt and Garbage and Hole and Veruca Salt and like all of these female fronted bands. They were like, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to that. And my dad would be like throwing, like we would listen to Blink-182 when my mom wasn't home. Like, you know, like that sort of stuff and the Ramones. And so they were always kind of the ones siphoning music through my sister and myself. And you're a twin, being, right? I am an identical twin, yeah. Okay. Is your sister also into, like, the same kind of music or different yeah. stuff? Yeah, we pretty much, like, we kind of cross over and listen to a lot of different stuff, primarily because of our parents. But, yeah, like, even still, when we hang out, I'll be like, have you heard this? Or she'll do the same thing. Be like, you got to check out somebody's new record. Or It's cool. We kind of, like, go back and forth between, like, different phases where I'm, like, really into, like, electronic music right now or something like that and just kind of pass it back and forth because she lives in chattanooga so i get to see her a little bit more frequently now okay which is cool um so we have this segment on the podcast called mystery friend where we have <laughs> one of your friends uh ask a question or ask you to tell a story and you have to tell the story and then a- guess who who it was Wait, what? Like, <laughs> I didn't explain that very well. Like, I'm going to ask you this question that was submitted by one of your friends. Wait, okay. And All then right. you, you should guess the friend. And I was just going to ask, do I know them? But I guess yes, I you definitely do- know them. Well, if it's you're asking one um, of my friends. And I believe, I'll double check it, but someone wanted to hear a story about you joining the revival tour in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Who do you think would ask about that? Shit, I don't know. But you can tell the story. You can think about um, it if you want. All right. But I don't know what happened. Who, that, who, okay, well, um, uh, did we meet at the Revival Tour? We probably did, actually. That would actually make sense. Okay, so basically, I was in a band for 12 years with my sister called The Scarlet Ending. And we played a ton of shows, and we did, like, USO tours and stuff like that. And we played this tiny vegan cafe in Syracuse called Strong Hearts, which I was at last night. Still rules. Nice. And we played it with Chuck. And this was like 2010, 2009, something like that. Um, And uh, so we played the show with them and it was really awesome. And obviously I have always loved and respected everything that Chuck has done. And we kept in like loose, mild touch, you know. And then one day um, I had gotten like, a Facebook message from him and was like, do you want to play the revival tour? I was like, this is not real. Like, this isn't like, this is so bizarre. A Facebook message from Chuck about this. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I had just moved to New York and he was like, okay, cool. Um, it's at Bowery ballroom. We're going to do the first show like with you. And it's already sold out. And I was like, holy shit. I just moved to New York and I'm playing Bowery ballroom with Chuck. This is oh, and that was awesome. a night they did, like, a two nights. They exactly. did, like, two shows back exactly. to back. Yes, I remember So this. I was like, okay. So I, you know, I hadn't even thought about putting a solo record out. I was pretty much just doing work for my publishing company at the time where I was just writing songs as many as I could and just kind of, like, saving them to the SoundCloud. So I think he, he heard them that way or maybe I sent them to him at some point. I don't really remember. 
Um, and then I went and I played and it was awesome and it was so rad and just a really cool experience. And then at the end of the show, he's like, want to stick around and do the next one? And I was like, oh, okay, well, what's that? And he's like, it's, we start at midnight. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> so all right, <laughs> let's do it again. So I played the second show. And then that ended at like 3, 3.30 in the morning. And we're all sitting in the green room. And I'm just still kind of like on this like high of the fact that I just had the honor of playing with a lot of people that I looked up to like while I learned how to play music. And um, he was like, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, I got to work tomorrow. Like I, I was waitressing on the Upper West Side. And he was like, you want to come to Pittsburgh? <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, like I had that split second in my head where I was like, I just moved to New York. Am I, am I a waitress or am I gonna play music? Like this might suck for me, like, but I'm not gonna go to work tomorrow. Like Chuck <laughs> wants me to go to Pittsburgh. I gotta drive to Pittsburgh, and he's like, all right, there's an extra bunk on the bus, and I was like, I've got a show like the following day in Oswego, New York. Like there's no way I can hop on a bus in Pittsburgh, drive to Pittsburgh, and then like, what? Then what? I'm like stuck in Pittsburgh. And I got to be in, like, upstate New York the next day. I was like, I got to go home and get my shit, and then I can come up and, like, go to Pittsburgh. He's like, well, it's already 4.30 in the morning. The bus is leaving in an hour. And I was like, I guess I'm going to meet you in Pittsburgh then because I can't, like, I was living in East Meadow out in Long Island at the time. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to have to meet you there. So I, like, drove home, got home at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning. It's, like, a nine-hour drive to Pittsburgh. So I like immediately just packed up for my show in Oswego and like put my guitars and everything else in there. And then I drove to Pittsburgh. Route I'm like zero out. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I don't know. I was so busy trying to find someone to cover my shift on that entire drive and nobody was biting. So then <laughs> you came further away from your job. Anybody can help you out. I, nobody, like literally nobody was picking up the phone. Everybody's like, sorry, I can't help you out. And so I like called my boss and I was like, I you know that I play music, like, you know how important this is to me. I have this opportunity that I just, like, really cannot pass up. I can't come to work today. And he's like, well, then you may as well not bother coming right. to work again. <laughs> so, like, I immediately just, like, called my mom, and I was, like, bawling. And she's just like, well, you know, <laughs> these are the decisions that you're making. <laughs> uh, and she, But she was like, you know, she was super supportive, and she was like, you'll figure it out. Just go play a kick-ass show in Pittsburgh. I was like, okay. So I like, show up at, I think it was at Altar Bar. It's like a big church in Pittsburgh. And I show up and I'm like haggard as hell because I just like, I didn't sleep at all. And I just drove to Pittsburgh and got fired. And I just like <laughs> walked in and Chuck's like, hey, Kaylee, how's it going? And I was like, just got fired. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, from my job. And then Dave Hawes looks at me and he's like, fuck yeah, that's punk rock. And I was like, yeah, but what am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> like, I was like, fuck, okay. So that's that. But then I played Pittsburgh with them. And then it was awesome. It was great. I got one of those sandwiches. Where's the sandwich oh, yeah, place? Yeah, the French fries on it. The Fermenti Brothers. Yeah, I got one of those. I've never had one of those. <laughs> tried I've been to, to tried Pittsburgh to mask once, the, uh... by the way. Somehow I know a lot about Pittsburgh. Yeah. I've only been there once. You really? Know, yeah. The freeway, the sandwiches. Um, My brother-in-law went to college there. I went to his graduation. I went, we played there recently and it was actually, I had a really good time. It was a beautiful day. There was a baseball game. We were like right by where all that stuff is. I went to the Andy Warhol Museum. I love that. It's really cool. The two days I spent there, it was an amazing city. It's a city. cool town. Cool city, like good food scene. Yeah. People are nice. Like, it's it's really cool. Yeah. It's a good, it's a handsome town. I agree. <laughs> nice architecture. Yeah. Who do you think um, submitted that question? I, I'm trying to think of somebody that would know that that happened. It would have had to have, was it Dave? Yeah. It was Dave. <laughs> <laughs> It was Dave. It was Dave. Yeah, um, that's funny because I yeah I was at that that was I just assumed you were on that whole tour. No, because that was such a crazy lineup too. It was like Corey, Dave, um, like Laura, mm -hmm. Dan uh, Andriano. Oh yeah, it was a it was awesome. Yeah, and just like but how that whole tour just operates and functions is so incredibly inspiring. Like you know from seeing it, like you you got to go from the beginning, right? Otherwise, you're gonna miss something awesome. Like. It's so well thought out and it's just like everybody that ends up on that tour. It's just a bunch of friends like, you know, I I bought a ticket to the Revival Tour the next year. 
and Dave saw me and was like, hey, Kaylee, what are you doing? Come say hi to Chuck. And I was like, I don't, I can't go back. Like, I, I bought a ticket. And I walked back and <laughs> Chuck is talking to his, one of his friends and his friend's like, how does, so how does the revival tour work? And he looks at me and goes, Kaylee, you want to play a song? And I'm like, sure. And he's like, that's how it works. And like, that's, but that's exactly what it is. And it's just so awesome. Um, and I feel so, so lucky to have been a part of it. Um, even in just small little stints, you know, it was just, it was always so, so awesome and so welcoming. And I think especially when I first started playing solo music, um, and in New York, you feel kind of like you don't really know where you belong because I didn't necessarily thought, think that I would fit in that like singer songwriter realm. And then kind of like being able to play shows like that kind of opened up this like they kind of opened up their arms to me. And it kind of made me feel like I belonged somewhere with my solo music, which was really, really cool. And so obviously now you tour with Dave a lot. I do. Is that sort of how you guys met? Like, is that how you started kind of working together? Yeah, we met. Through the through Chuck and the revival tour, um, we just kind of like I I keep in touch with pretty much everybody that I've played with through through that. Still, um, make sure I like you know if they play shows, I'll wherever I'm living, you know, come by and, and hang out. Um, and then when I was playing with Young and Sick out in Los Angeles, a lot of times we were on tour at the same time as Dave. So, like, we actually had a, a few dates overlap in the same city, and I would go and see him play, or, like, he'd add me on to, like, open a show. We loosely talked about the idea of having me play in his band in the past. And then um, once Barry, me, and Philly was coming together, he, he contacted me about it again and asked me, like, what does your 2017 look like? And I, like, I had just moved to Nashville, and I was like, let's do it. Let's get on the road. And the record is just, it's so good. I really am so, so stoked to be a part of the live performance of it because it's such, such a solid record from him. I really, really love it. And I feel that the shows, like, I follow him, obviously both of you guys on Instagram, like those European shows also look so crazy. Like they looked huge. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Uh, we're going back in a couple of weeks and I can't wait. Europe is so, so good to him and us. It's a blast. Were you, I mean, obviously, like, Dave Dave and Chuck and all those guys sort of come from, like, the punk world. I mean, is that something that you were, were you into that stuff kind of prior to this as well? Or is that something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, you listen a lot of, like, Earth Crisis and stuff growing I up? I didn't listen to a ton of Earth Crisis growing <laughs> up, but I did definitely Snackers. listen to Earth Crisis because of the fact that I'm Syracuse, from Syracuse. Yeah. And you can't, you can't not no. listen, like, a little. I you went know? to the first Syracuse Fest at Hungry Charlie's. Damn. Yeah, it was like ninety eight or something. Damn. Did you school. did you go to Hellfest too? Uh yes. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a couple of those. I was really into like that, like Victory Records nineties, <laughs> like metal course. That was a scary scene. Yeah. Frightening. It, yeah. And I was As like a kid. This, Sy yeah. Syracuse oh is you don't Yeah. Syracuse is very prominent in that whole thing. Yes. So yeah, I, d I mean I definitely did um I wasn't like, I, I went to a lot of shows, um, like a lot of my friends played in hardcore bands. So I definitely, you know, listened to a lot of stuff that was coming out of Syracuse, Rochester, especially. Um, but ultimately like the band that I had with my sister was not, not a hardcore band <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, they were like the scene, the Syracuse music scene was really awesome to us too. And like, we played really weird shows in Syracuse all the time um like we played a bunch of shows with just like bands like like Dillinger Escape Plan like it was it made no sense but like it did like it was cool like people were very receptive to kind of that kind of thing um which is something that I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize about this like the hardcore scene in Syracuse is that it seems like it's pretty like and it definitely is like um there's a lot of really awesome things happening in it, but it's also like very cool to just local bands as well. Like we played a lot of shows that didn't make a lot of sense. And I was like, is this going to be cool? Did you guys ever play? What was that place? Like Westcott? Or the something? Westcott Community Center? Yeah. 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 My band that was there that college. show. Okay. So uh, like they always put on like a sing-along where it's a bunch of like hardcore bands will do sing-alongs. And that's the, sh that's the show where my band actually played 
Earth Crisis, just so that we could get a mosh pit at a show because we knew it would never ever happen ever. That's amazing. Did it work? Ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and crowd surfing, and it was like that. I've never experienced that in my shows before. And then, um, so yeah, we played uh, Earth Crisis, and it went straight into Hearts Barracuda. Wow, <laughs> so, that's awesome. So. In a way, we had this like small victory where like we got to play Earth Crisis and Heart at the same time, yeah, and then that... eventually people realized that they were moshing to Heart, <laughs> which also just made me feel really awesome. <laughs> it was a selfish decision, but it was pretty cool. That's amazing. Um, so, how's your yoga practice going? <sighs> not so great. Yeah, not so great. Touring is not so great for yoga. I'm finding. Yeah, it's very difficult to do on a bus. I'm sure. Also, elephant in the room, I'm a girl. Not going to start practicing yoga on a bus with 11 dudes. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> you know, just like I don't want anyone to make me feel uncomfortable, I too don't want to put anyone in a situation that might be deemed uncomfortable. Right. So, yoga yoga waits for yeah, when yeah. I'm not on tour. What's your, like, what do you do on tour to kind of keep, like, do you, like, meditate? Like, how do you keep sane, I guess? Yeah, I do. I, um... I try and run as much as I can. And that's kind of like, it depends on the shower situation that we have. Like we, the past few times we've had buses that have had showers, but that's not necessarily something I want to do every day. So (laughs) I don't run every day, but if there's like a venue that has like a nice shower or something like that, I I like to go for like long runs in different cities if I have the time. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Good way to see the city. Yeah. Super cool way to see the city. I usually also like do a little bit of research and find try and find like good uh restaurants or like i have the biggest sweet tooth ever i always want to find like good dessert or something like that so best ice cream spot yeah exactly homemade ice cream. um and i don't i don't eat like a ton of dairy so i try and find vegan ice cream if i can because it's just especially while i'm on tour my allergies are always really really bad so um i just like try and it, it seems like it's an active and healthy thing that I'm doing when in fact I'm just like running to restaurants <laughs> to try and like scope out where I'm going to eat dinner or get running like late night ice cream. <laughs> but you know, like you know, I I, uh, I do try and do that. Otherwise, I just try and walk around a lot because it is it's hard sometimes to be super active, especially when you're in a bus. Yeah. Um, in theory, you think it would be a little easier, but a lot of times our bus calls the past few tours have been like four, five, six, nine a.m. and we're driving through the day, and then you just show up, and then it's like you know load in showtime. Right. So somebody needs to do like do you know when you when you're on the airplane and they show you the little extra the stretches that you can do like in your seat. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they need to do like a bus exercise program. Like a bunk program. video. Yeah, because <laughs> like, think about it. You could use the bunks to like do like stretches. You can't, you know, but the problem is that, because I would love that. Because but also, you'd have, if you got all the, you know, it wouldn't have to necessarily be yoga. Yeah. You know? I, I don't care. Right. I would just anything to make me not feel like just get everybody I do involved. at the end of tour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all of a sudden I come home and I'm like my elbows and like my wrists and just like my whole, my back. I'm like, what is happening? So it's you like, should oh, think about this. You could do, a- get this, you could come up with some exercises and then you could get everybody else on the bus involved. You could be like the... I could just do bus aerobics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need to find like a physical therapist to team up with. No way, man. Get, That's too pro. <laughs> just make stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By physical therapist, I mean Jonah. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. How is your yoga practice going? My practice is going pretty good. Yeah. I had an injury a few years ago, the sciatica thing. Right. Um, but I've been doing way better and I've been practicing a lot lately. It's going good. So you kind of like asked me because you knew that it wasn't going well for me. No, 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 no. I know we had already <laughs> talked about this, but I, I just love any excuse like, on the podcast yeah, to talk really, about yoga. Really well but mine, yeah, n- now that you mention it, mine's going super well. So thank you for bringing that up. I can still do a headstand, so I haven't lost everything. That's great. Um, what I love is yoga on a stand-up paddleboard, which wow. I have the opportunity to do when I am in Chattanooga, and my sister thinks I am a crazy idiot. <laughs> Because it's just so fun. Because it let that like super challenges your balance. Is like it, trying to do a headstand. Does it move a lot? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You're not. You're not gonna like get it right the first time. Yeah, yeah. But it's fun to try. Wow, that's very adventurous. I mean, it's just it's just the river. Yeah, it's not like. But but I did then go to the aquarium the day after that, and they have an exhibit on what lives in 
the rivers there, and now I'm afraid. <laughs> so now I am adventurous yeah. because I did do that once. What do they have? They're eels or something. They look like eels. Right. They have teeth, and but uh, they're supposedly afraid of us. But like, <laughs> like I'm so much more afraid of them for sure. I don't remember what they're called. Um, Lamprey. Oh God, they're just terrible looking <laughs> creatures. Like eels scare the shit out of me, anyways put teeth on them and make them larger and i'm like this is not for me that is scary. how does the eel shock you i don't understand that can you explain that it's only a certain species of eel. oh it is it's not yeah. all of them not all eels are electric eels they're not but i think electric eels are are ocean creatures not yeah. freshwater Gotcha. I believe. I'm not. This is just, I could be making this up. I feel like I should actually know, and I have no idea. Yeah, I for some reason thought you guys would know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, obviously, like, I'm sure, like, you're so used to traveling with a lot of dudes at this point. I mean, was it, like, at first, was it was it ever, like, weird? I mean, like, not, not personality-wise, but just, I mean, just um, setting-wise? Not, not this go-around. Yeah. Not with Dave and the rest of the guys in our band are super awesome. And all the bands that we've toured with have been super awesome. Um, and for the, I mean, for the most part, I've never really had an issue. There's definitely like, you know, instances where you're like, you know, my little red flag will go up and I'm like, I'm going to avoid you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah. entire tour. <laughs> um, but it's no, for the most part, everybody's super respectful. I think also it's just kind of something that, because I've been touring for like 15 years at this point, um, I try really hard to just kind of like be one of the guys, you know, like I don't really feel as though I like super femme it up like at all. Like while I'm like, I don't know, I, I just try and like draw at the least amount of attention to the fact that I'm a girl while still like curling my hair before a show and like wearing skirts and stuff like that because I like doing that. But like, uh, no, it's usually, it's pretty good. Everybody like, I mean, you know, when there's a girl in your band, I feel like you kind of already know like, oh, right. Maybe she should be able to change in the back lounge or maybe I shouldn't like just change in front of her. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's <laughs> yeah, some, yeah. there, I know that there's definitely some things that I'm probably like upsetting, like how usually just a bunch of dudes interact with each other. And because I'm there, so I don't know. I'd like to think maybe Probably I raise not. the morale of the. I like to I think maybe band, I raise I the morale in... of the group a little bit and keep it classier. I was in a band with a girl. I don't think made a difference. I would... Yeah, I don't. I don't. Like, that's. <clears throat> I kind of she... wonder what what guys think about. And she would it, just honestly. eventually call. You know, after a while, just be like, "Look, guys, knock it off." <laughs> Whatever it was, you know, because it's true. Like, you know, it's not the same. There are things I was got to be aware of for like five years, and she was just the only difference was that she was so much more responsible than any of us. And that's like a personality <laughs> thing, but like, yeah, she had her shit together like a hundred times more than right. any of us. Um, do you do you like being at home? Do you get like restless when you're not on the road for a while? Like, do you like having that balance? Like, where do you want it? <sighs> that's a tough question right now because I, with how much I'm touring with Dave, I actually got rid of my apartment. And so I put all my stuff in storage and I live with a couple of my friends in Nashville when I'm home. Um, so I'm working on a bunch of other stuff right now at home, like at Nashville that I'm really excited about. Um, and so I was happy to be home this time. Like I did a bunch of recording with a new, a new band and, um, I'm very excited about it. And, uh, it's a bunch, it's with a bunch of guys and other punk bands that are just in nashville yeah you know, it's super cool that's great um with two of the guys in save the day one of the guys in dashboard we just like play cool electronic music <laughs> it's nice. weird and awesome and um so like this past time i was really pumped to be home because i knew that i was going to be working on something otherwise like we kind of get the situation where i just drove up from nashville and just am making like the friend tour of 2017 happen yeah i'm just like going to see a bunch of people i do get a little restless um i think it's also just because i haven't really lived anywhere super long i just kind of bounce around how long were you in orange county for two years because i would <clears throat> hate that <laughs> it was tough like it, i mean it was under the guise of working with a band in los angeles okay so i also drove to los angeles every day from orange county 
But it's tough to like kind of take advantage of valet and then you can't. Yeah, yeah when you live that far crazy. away, yeah. you can't. And so it was funny because when I left Orange County, I was wondering like, should I move to Los Angeles or should I just be like, let's just try somewhere else? Right. So I just thought I'll try somewhere else. <laughs> what What about Los Angeles? Is it that you decide? Because I feel like so many people are also like I feel like Nashville and LA are big like from New York. But I love Los Angeles. Yeah, I still love Los Angeles, and and it's funny because I do kind of feel at home. I feel at home first and foremost in New York. Like it just I think I, I lived here the longest as an adult, and that's what feels good. But I feel the same way in Los Angeles. There's so many friends yeah. that live out there now, um, and it's got a really cool. Same sort of thing. Like a lot of people in bands move to Los Angeles and then just start like hanging out and playing music together and cool stuff happens. It's it's a cool place to be. And the weather can't beat that. Weather's pretty where in Orange County were you? I was in Costa Mesa. Okay, gotcha. So I was like ten minutes from the beach. It's paradise. Like and when I was touring, I really loved it. When I was touring, it was great because it was like you come home from tour and I'm like, wait, I actually live here. Like, it's (laughs) holy shit. This is beautiful. And then when I stopped touring, I was like, did you ever go to that health food store mothers all the time? Yeah. The the country breakfast is my favorite thing ever. What's that? It is. So it's a vegan spot. So it had they had the best tempeh bacon and this like vegan biscuits and gravy. And it's the best. It's so good. I used to date this girl whose parents, I used to live with her. Her parents lived in Corona Del Mar. Oh my so God, it's so for beautiful. Like a month. Yeah, it's really nice. I'm and like salivating thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I uh, taught music lessons when I lived in Orange County too. So I taught private music lessons to kids. And I would always make my lesson at Corona Del Mar at like eight o'clock on Sunday morning. Like I was like the weirdest person ever because then I would just go for a run on the beach. Yeah. Like right afterward. Like, like PCH. Like, oh, like, yeah. It's so beautiful. And then run to the place to get food. Exactly. <laughs> you, you're learning all of my secrets. They actually had like this ice cream place. Uh, I don't know if you, you ever went there, but like right on the PCH, like on in Corona Del Mar. In Corona Del Mar. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, like right like on the like, overlook. I think it was like kind of little shack kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Was, I never went. It was awesome. I went there. They were kind of redoing it when I was there, and then I went, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about, though. It's like right, there's like a beach right by yep. it, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool-looking spot. So have you been working on also solo stuff? Um, Yes and no. Um, I'd imagine you're pretty busy with all this other all these people you're playing with. Yeah, well, um, so Dave... And The Mermaid has obviously taken up most of my time, which I love doing because I get to play keys and guitar and a bunch of other fun instruments. Um, And so that was kind of my like my main focus for the year. But and then when I started doing um, that other band as well and another couple other projects, but the one with Arun, um, I kind of was focusing on just trying to write as much as I could because I knew we were going to be recording. But in the process, like whenever you're writing, I'm always kind of writing for me too. Like, you know, like if I write, I'm just trying to like go through that creative process because being in a band with people, which I forgot about because I haven't been in a band in so long is like, it's, you forget that the accountability of other people expecting you to have your songs done is like such a good thing. Right. for a creative process. So it kind of like pushed me to finish songs that I had just kind of been like, oh, okay. And then it was like, oh shit, like we have studio time. I need to have these songs done. So that kind of also pushed me to like kind of work on more ideas. And I do, I have I have a bunch of new songs that um, like are kind of taking shape for the next whatever, whatever it ends up being. Um and and I definitely will release more solo stuff too. I'm just not sure quite the shape it's going to take. Um, but even when we do the European run, like we're doing three headline shows, and I'm supporting them, oh, nice. which is so awesome. Like I love, I love the fact that I, I am fortunate enough to have the opportunity to play my music as well as Dave's while we're out. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you have like a routine with like writing? Do you try to like wake up and do it, or is it to wake whenever you? I try um, really hard. Um, while I'm on tour, like the first tour, I was like, all right, just 
survive. Like, just survive and we'll figure this out. And then when it just started becoming, like, much more prominent, like, we were on tour more than we were off tour. I was like, okay, I need to, like, figure out how I'm going to do this. Um, so I got really into um, tarot okay. and, and reading tarot cards, um, which makes a lot of people around you question what's going on. <laughs> but, like, I would have my mornings on the bus, and every morning I'd go and make coffee, and I would, like, draw a tarot card. And um, I find it very insightful, but I was also kind of using it as a writing prompt where, like, so often, I think, especially when you're trying to write, you think, like, what do I write about? You know what I mean? And whenever you can do anything that kind of, like, forces you to, like, look inward, um, that obviously helps, but you can only, like, look inward so much before you're like, am I writing a, the same breakup song that I wrote, like, three times over, you know? But I was, like, drawing a card every day and just kind of, like, doing research on that and being like, oh, why don't I think about this from, like, this angle or something like that? And then I would just write, like, just do, like, stream of consciousness, just writing. Um, and I got in the habit of doing that every morning. And then I was just like, oh, writing's not so hard anymore, like, now that I have all of these ideas kind of, like, flushed out. And then I would, at when the you, end of the night, after When you show, say stream of consciousness, you mean you just wrote prose? <laughs> I would just straight write. Like, I... Like you weren't trying to write a song? Nope, not at all. That's really interesting because um, somebody told me that the, the best thing you can do in the morning for a creative person, and it doesn't matter whether you're uh, a visual artist, musical artist, is to write with, your, <laughs> with a pencil or a pen two pages of writing, whatever it is. It could be like a journal. It could just be like stream of consciousness. It could be your dreams. Two pages. Yeah, and there's something about the act of it and the, just the way it interacts with your brain that it just like, it just charges your creative batteries. Ooh, I've I'm, been doing it on I, a laptop. I'm going to try it on this next tour with a notebook. We did a yeah. podcast with Mark McCoy from Charles Bronson and he writes every morning for 90 minutes in his Whoa. notebook. And he's like, and he's like, and I just have like walls of them. He's been doing it for like decades. And it's just like part of his like routine. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like a it's a muscle. Yeah, that you have to keep working on. Yeah, because yeah. I mean I'm not I'm no writer, but my wife is a writer, and she every night writes in a journal, like has to keep it going. That's so. And awesome. if she doesn't like for like a couple of days, she's like, oh, it's such a drag, blah blah blah. But it's once like she gets working back out, into if, you, it, if you don't go to the gym for long, if, totally, you just can't get back into and it. And it's it's even like just writing about anything, what you did that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just handwriting it in the journal. She has stacks of these journals. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, I, I've read so many things about just the act of writing, mm. too. And so I just thought I need to start incorporating that in. And at first it started as just like almost like journal entries of where I was just because I was, we were traveling so much. I was just like, I just need to like write, just write. And then when I got into tarot and just try, trying to like write a little bit more like in depth based on like specific instances or um, perspectives and things like that, then it just kind of started. It, it gets, it's like, it's kind of like going to the gym. All of a sudden it got easier too. Like yeah. every morning you're like, I look forward to this. Yeah. Um, and then I was able to write just like so much more. And I feel like, like two, the past two years when I lived in California, after Young and Six stopped touring, I played one show in the entire year. Like I've never had a year like that before. And I think I like kind of took like a hiatus from everything. And then I was like, I had to like fall back in love with music and why I did. Um, and I think that that kind of like trying to turn on that or like just work at that muscle again, kind of sparked it all over again. But Yeah. How did you get interested in the tarot stuff? I've always kind of been interested in it. Um, just like when I was 16, like I was raised in like a very devout Catholic family. And my dad told us that he thought he was Wiccan when, he, when we were 16, which is like the craziest time to tell someone <laughs> that you're changing religions. And I was like, wait, this is cool. Okay, then I have some opinions about this as well. <laughs> um, and um, so I, we, I've always just been like very like into and aware of that sort of thing. And I think it can be a lot of different things for different people. Um, but I've always been very much like interested in the universe and how it works. And um, I think a lot of our lives are dictated by the intentions that we put out there and karma and just trying to keep your shit straight and make sure that everything is kind of like 
you know, you're doing the best you can with what you got. Um, and so that kind of just came into it a little bit more over the past couple of years too, where I got like a, I got a vintage tarot deck like from the seventies and I just like super into it. And then my sister wanted this one for Christmas and I got it for her for Christmas. And I was like, I fell in love with it. So she got it for me for our birthday. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so then ever since then I started taking this one with me every, everywhere I go. Do you get into crystals at all? I, I do. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Uh, I, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot my quartz at home. Thanks for reminding me now. (laughs) (laughs) Things are going to be out of, out of whack. There's actually a really great store in Union Square. Oh, really? Um, I don't remember what it's called though. Okay. But they have all sorts of awesome crystals and books and things like that. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I am not super into crystals, but I definitely have like rose quartz in my purse. Isn't the new thing like Himalayan pink? Oh, the salt, salt lamps. I got yeah. one of those too. Yeah, I really want I'm one. on the it's way. It's supposed to like keep your air it's super so pure, great. Right? My yoga studio, they have a bunch of them. And if you, I, if I practice next to it, it's like really calming. It's like, awesome. Yeah. What is it's it? It's awesome. A Himalayan make, salt lamp? They make them in like yeah. all these different sizes. They're kind of like. It ionizes the air. It could just be For placebo, real. but I. <laughs> I'm to me, it's it. a really awesome yeah. nightlight. Yeah, yeah. it's super cool looking. Yeah. It's so, and, and it's just like this like beautiful, warm light. It makes me happier, I think, just, just by being there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know yeah. what it really does, but it just makes me happy. Uh, yeah, check it out. they're cool. So this tarot thing, I had a friend I need to... Wanna, <laughs> so, because t- this is normally something that, you know, I would... Uh, would have been less than... Um, in, the, in my past world, would have been less than uh, mature about. But I had a really close friend friend who was really into it, and she told me that she said, "You know, like when you go to th- people go to a therapist, the therapist doesn't talk; they talk, and they essentially solve their own problems." By having somebody listen, she was like, "I'm not telling my future with these cards; they're triggering things inside me that I already know." That's how she yeah. described the the whole process, which made a lot more That's sense. That's exactly how I feel about it. Like, like I said, it's like when I like read a card, like I'm thinking about something from a completely unique perspective or being like, Oh, I never thought about that. And then there's also that like whole weird aspect where like I was going through like some darker shit, um, a few months back and I would be drawing like the same cards like repeatedly, like every day. That could be spooky. It's a little, but at the same time, like it was just kind of like, Oh shit. Like, Okay. (laughs) Like maybe I should think about this a little harder today, (laughs) you know? Um, And I I think more than anything it is, it's just that it's, it's kind of like just focusing your attention on something that maybe you haven't thought through all the way. You're not aware of, but it's, it's not fortune telling. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know that you could self tarot or however (laughs) you call it, whatever you want to say. Like, I didn't know you could do readings. Yeah. For yourself. I never knew that. I mean, there's like, there's creepy cards in there, like the death card or like stuff like that. And, um, it's funny because like a couple of people on tour have asked if I would do readings for them, which I'm terrible at. Like, I'm more than happy to do it, but I'm like, this is the card and this is what it means. What does this mean to you? Like, think about it. You don't have to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing, because yeah. it's, it's, it's a private thing to me. Like I have real no interest in, in actually like giving readings. It's, right. it's just something that I do for me for that reason. But yeah, like. It's, I don't think it's fortune telling at all. I think it's like maybe drawing, maybe like, oh, be mindful of this sort of stuff because you never know if an opportunity, obviously it's like reading astrology as well, you know, or like going to see a psychic or, you know, do I think that, do I believe that people have kind of like in tuned abilities that maybe normal people don't like, you know what I mean? Like your (laughs) your average human, like that just doesn't have an interest in that stuff. Maybe there's a heightened sense of, you know, empathy or something like that of sensing the future but i think more than anything it just forces you to like draw your attention to things that maybe you weren't spending time thinking about and i think that that's awesome to like think about that when you're trying to write or when you're stuck on trying to write you know like writer's block was so real for me for over a year and then i was like oh well maybe if this tells me what to think about i can do it it's a cool i never thought of it as a tool but <clears throat> i used to kind of write with some guys that and one of the things that we used to do is when we would get together is give each other assignments. You know, like, write about this. Brad, go know. get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, like, it was fabulous because, like, usually the, the assignment songs were really good. 
because it's like if it's you're like not, nothing it's you like, would ever have it's like any of. art you know if yeah. you're not given restrictions you yeah. can't do anything you know like I went to art school and it was like draw a picture and you're like of what <laughs> and like everybody else is like this is awesome and I'm like no I need to know what I'm drawing a picture of like right. I can't I, I need a little bit more focus. That's need- also why my yoga practice sucks is because I can't go to class. Yeah. I need I need a little bit more direction. I'm so there when I'm there, but like... That's how I am with any sort of like working out, yoga. I need like structured class. Yeah. I need to like be paying If someone's somebody, not forcing me to yeah, do it. <laughs> like I paid for it. I gotta go. Yeah. 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 I get that. I totally get that. Well, so where does, where does the Kaylee Friend Tour go from here? Kaylee Friend Tour is... Uh, um, going to the Museum of Natural History tomorrow. Nice. Very excited about it. And then down to Philly for a few days. And then up to Long Island, visit my family. Okay. And then that is where I am flying to Europe for a couple of weeks. I'm going to leave my car out, out there with some relatives. Nice. Thought it would be a little nicer than leaving it in Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm just like crossing my fingers, <laughs> making sure. Um, that's, that's awesome. And how long are you guys in Europe for this run? Um, Two and a half weeks, so okay. it's pretty short. It's pretty much just all um, festivals. We're doing a few dates with Gogol Bordello, and then we're doing a few headline dates. And then we come back. Dave's getting married, so I'm going to stay in New York for a few days and nice. fly to L.A. I figured that'd be cheaper, JFK to LAX, than Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Three layovers and stuff like that. They still That's the other thing, Nashville. I know, you can't. You get spoiled in New York, like can fly anywhere in the world direct from here. Yeah, and Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Nashville is still a small city. Yeah. You, the layovers like crazy. I know. I can't. They don't I have, have no the travel thing. For they them. don't even have a direct flight to New York or LA, which boggles my really? mind. That's crazy. You have to go to Dallas. I got to go to Boston. That is so That's weird. So odd. That's not <laughs> right. Uh-uh. It sucks. Maybe your airline doesn't. I've flown direct to Nashville. Really? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> are you married Who's to an airline no i'm not i do like JetBlue. JetBlue only flies to boston and then and then new york right um no i'm not married to an airline okay. I, I will <laughs> i don't remember how I i'll flew sleep around with all the airlines <laughs> um that's so awesome playing with the rune i love watching him play guitar it's he's great and and i'm playing i'm singing and playing guitar with him in this group which is incredibly inspiring and also just kind of like all right sh- you sure you sh- I should play anything? <laughs> I just feel like he's one of those guys so, that also has like such cool gear. Like he's oh, those like curly patch cords, and I feel like if I had that, it would just look dumb and like <laughs> <laughs> it looks he's, cool. He's <laughs> such yeah, he has such awesome uh, ideas, and like I've loved kind of working with him and writing with him. Um, and also, he was like a savior to me when I had ten days off between two tours, and I was like, I need a pedal board. And he was like, what do you want? Let's co- like come over. We'll figure this out. And like so and in a matter of days, I had figured out what I needed. I either like Craigslisted the pedals that I really wanted or like he introduced me to these guys that own Eastside Music in Nashville, which is like the coolest music shop ever. They like wired this thing up like it was it's the it looks so much more pro than I actually am. <laughs> So it's it's so beautiful. Like. It's it's so it's so basic. It's definitely a baby pedal board. But um Let's geek out. Tell me, tell us some of the things that are your favorite pedals. Well, I actually we have guitar players that listen to this. All right, Um, it's like I said, it's very small. I also have it set up so that I have my electric guitar, my acoustic guitar, and my keys run out of the same pedal board, so that I have everything loomed together for my keyboard. And when we play, I just plop everything down, plug everything in, and we're good to go. Because ease of moving everything around is kind of paramount. I have the Earthquaker Bellows, um, which I love. I don't play too much with Dave because it's very like heavy overdrive, but I do with some of the other stuff. Um, and I'm actually going to start. I'm I'm working with them now as well, and so I I need to go shopping after this next tour because I need to get more of their pedals. They're awesome. They have nice stuff. They're awesome. The They're so stuff, great. Super yeah. nice. Yeah. 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 So. Um, uh, I love them. I have an Archer. I have a box nice. of rock. Um, I have an analog delay from Seymour Duncan. And that's pretty much it for my my electric guitar. The Archer is like the clone clone. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. Steve has a really cool pedal board. 
You can yeah. check it out after this. It's, stuff. It's, yeah. it's here. I use it a lot. Me and Steve have been playing music together, and I use his board, and it's, yeah, it's got a lot going on. I have a Palm clone. <sighs> That's it's oh, some, like, no name. I don't know. It looks, it like, the guy, like, made it in the casing that looks like an original clone, but I don't know. It's all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds cool. I mean, <laughs> I, I've been so far removed from playing electric guitar for the past, like, five years that I feel like so much of a noob, but I'm, like... Also, there's so much cool shit happening with pedals now that I feel like it's totally okay for me to be a noob because it doesn't so matter anymore. Exactly. And they're doing such cool stuff. Yeah. It's and like, it's really fun. But like, I go over to a rune studio and he has like everything. <laughs> like, he, essentially, when I was like, I need to get a pedal board together, he's like, come on over. What are you thinking? And he's just like grabbing stuff and just kind of like lining everything up. And I just sat there and I was like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> with all of this it was amazing but yeah um i'm i'm slowly starting to get back into all of that and kind of understanding it a little bit more i definitely learned that with pedal boards like going smaller is better well you yeah i used to go a bit completely screw up your signal you go through too many pedals not only the (laughs) signal but just like do you really need that many options so then what are your like standbys i try to have like an overdrive a fuzz Maybe two overdrives. And so, a which fuzz. which what what overdrives do you like? I switch it up. I had the OCD for a while, but that's I got, what I use. Yeah, I got over that. Yeah. What do I have that, these days that I'm using? I used like a tube screamer for a while. Classic. Then the clone. Clone. I don't have the three thousand dollar <laughs> real clone. And then I just have like a delay, a holy grail reverb. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember if I what else I have on there. Do you have like? Is, Steve's like weird pedals where like there's like no label on it. It's just like this great vibe. Like, like what does this box yeah, do? Yeah. <laughs> ah, it might be a kit prototype put together. It's yeah. a prototype. Uh, of, uh, I can't really tell you what it is. I have a problem. I like having I like uh I always like having like one of those boss tremolo pedals. I think those are really cool. Oh, yeah, you can I have do a trem pedal yeah, too. Those are good. The trem's cool. Those are yeah. fun. Um so I guess if people want to check out your music, what's the best way? Um, I, I, it's so funny because I'm like, there's, I'm so, uh, KayleeGoldsworthy.com. Uh, it's a very long name, a lot of letters that you wouldn't expect in there. Um, or just like on Instagram, I think I, I'm pretty up to date with everything that I'm doing and that my, my name is Kaylee Goldsworthy on that too. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of trying to streamline everything, yeah. you know? Just uh, well, you probably you have a good name from the sense of probably aren't a lot of other Kaylee Goldsworthy out there. There is um, really on Facebook. I okay. found another one. Same spelling. Same spelling, which is funny because I was named after a rock ballad by the band Marillion. Um, and the song is called Kaylee. Is that like a prog rock? Band? Oh yeah, it sounds nice. my parents are <laughs> my parents are super prog rocky. Nice. Um, and the video is just delightful. The song <laughs> so. So good. Maybe we can and link to that. It's it's Gotta. special. It's so special. Um, but yeah, I thought it was unique to find someone named Kaylee Goldsworthy um, in the UK. It's it's an English uh, name, Goldsworthy. Right. So, so make sure you have the right Kaylee Goldsworthy. Yeah, I think I, th- I like. I feel like we're Facebook friends because like. <laughs> Why not? Right? Yeah, I think be. that's one of those things that, like, early on when Facebook was like just developing, you're like, someone's got my name. We should know each other. Like, you know, oh, do you know the related. other Kaylee Goldsworthy? But actually, I do. Um, funny you should ask. All Kaylee Goldsworthies know each other. Yeah, there's another Jonah Bear. And, and are you friends with him? No, he's like way younger. And he gave this like quote about like a bowling alley closing. And it was like, I was wait, like, how did you find him? I was like, I, all right, I was googling myself. <laughs> yes, that's what I knew. I just wanted you to say it. You yes, find? you're like getting me back for the yoga question now. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, googling myself, and I was like, bowling alley in Pennsylvania is closing, and it was like, it's just like nine year old kids. Like, I'm really gonna miss a bowling alley. I was like, that's a dumb quote. Was there a minute that you were like, did I write this? <laughs> sort of. And I was when like, when was I at a bowling alley? Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, but I, but. I mean, for the record, I am dominating this kid on Google. Like, <laughs> he doesn't even stand a chance. Yeah, he is like. I mean, I think he's literally middle school, but like, very small internet presence compared to me. <laughs> so, I mean, he's probably full blown millennial. So you better hope that one day he doesn't just like. I know he's definitely gonna. He's gonna be so much more successful than me. <laughs> Did you grab up all of the 
all the social medias, like I, the Snapchat, the 4chan. <laughs> no, just the dot com. I'm holding on to the dot com. Okay. Just renewed it. Nice. Yeah. So you can sell it to that kid. Yeah. <laughs> so Jonah Bayer, if you're listening, I got it for, I got it for five more years. And then we, but I would, yeah, I would be willing to part with it if, if it was a good offer. Um, but yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I I don't recommend you trying to become Facebook friends with a middle schooler. Yeah. No, Bayer. that might be weird. You're right. You're right. That's maybe good, hold off yeah. a little longer. Yeah. Then maybe you can have the friendship that I have with Kaylee Goldsworthy. That yeah, that would be amazing. Who knows? Who knows? Good enough. Uh, I'm not talking about the podcast. I'm talking about the fact I have to do this clap before we come back in to know when If you that. haven't watched the it. YouTube clip, just watch it on repeat like and the rest of us. I love explaining it. Almost, and the way Jonah looks when he claps his hand to, to illustrate for do people th- is almost the way... Uh, someone in marching band would do the symbols with no symbols. Just kind of this awkward sort of like he has an otter's it's, it's, flat. It's like a self-fulfilling thing where I'm like, I'm going to fuck this up. Everyone's, everyone's going to laugh at me and make fun of me. And then that's exactly what happens. I'm 100% right. Have you ever a righty try to throw a pitch with their left hand? I don't know why I even do it. Why can't someone else do it? I'm like, I'll do it. It's easier for me if I do it. Because it's all about being able to see the fucking clap when I'm editing. Dude, I'm just trying to keep things moving, you know? And it's like. Prove something. Anyways, sorry. Sorry about this. Uh, Sorry for the unprofessional nature of some of the people on the show. Uh, But listen, that interview was great. It was great. So thank you to Kaylee for coming by. Um, Check out her her solo record burrower. Check out her on the road with Dave Hawes and the roommate. The roommate, Dave Hawes and the mermaid, and uh, mermaid roommate. We just made mermaid a roommate, and uh, yeah, check out all of her music. She's Bates. she's online. You can find her. She's great. Um, if you want to donate to this podcast, you can donate um, at um, Ven Venmo. <laughs> Ven- no, now I'm doing this thing where I'm like, is it Vimeo or is it Venmo? <laughs> uh, you can donate at Venmo um, at Off Track. At Off Track. If you want to watch like some Bon Jovi videos, you can go to Vimeo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Got it. And okay. remember, if you donate some money, what do you get, Jonah? Rip roaring applause. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you want this applause to be for you, let me tell you something. It feels pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You Absolutely. can turn it up in your car. You know, we haven't asked for in a while is a review. Hit us up yeah. on the iTunes. Write yeah. A review. Do an iTunes review. Give us five. But do stars. it all emoji just for kicks. Yeah. yeah. And be real with us. Yeah. yeah. Like please we, be real. Like let's get real here. I used to know? get a lot of real stuff. You did? Yeah, what was it like? Uh, what was my favorite? Um, uh, Steven's annoying extrovert. <laughs> I like no. the, one, the one that was like, I just can't listen to this podcast anymore. Joan is way too Williamsburg and oh, Steven is a, a tool. That was the best one, yeah. Oh, no. That was a good one. Oh, no. Wait, guys. So, that was was that you? No. <laughs> they don't even know without the donations, you can't even afford to live in Williamsburg anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, fools. Exactly. And exactly. I am a tool, so fuck you. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, if you want to donate that way, leave a review. You can also follow us on social media, um, blah, 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 whatever, everything. That stuff. Yeah, but but I do want to say, if you do want to advertise on this podcast, um, please hit us up. It, we are not doing like a Discord Records purity thing here. No. We just don't know how to get people yeah. to pay us. Yeah, we'll be total total <laughs> sluts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, we have no shame. Yeah. Flashlight, mm-hmm. come at us. Yeah, exactly. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.